is the Citizens Youth Sermon Podcast. We are a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church and a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit nwgospel.com slash citizens. What's going on, Citizens Youth? Welcome to week two of our online gatherings. And so as you go ahead and open up your Bibles to Mark chapter two, can we just take a moment and celebrate? Like, I know it's a bummer that we're not right now, but I just have to say, like, this is kind of fun, you know? I, I love seeing all of these students do our weekly citizens challenge. I love getting the videos of students memorizing their weekly scripture verse. Um, also, shout out to Maddie Oswald. I also think it's super cool that we have a weekly snack that we can all be making and eating at the same time. So please eat a brownie for me, um, since I can't do that right now. But, but seriously, I just want to say, as your pastor, I'm extremely proud of you guys. Uh, I think that you guys have faced this whole situation with a great attitude, uh, fun, creativity, and even a desire to serve. So uh, super proud of you guys. Uh, I feel like I'm watching Philippians 4.4 uh, lived out in real time, right? Where Paul says to Christians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So um, well done, guys. I don't know about you but this has easily become the highlight of my week. And so thanks for being here. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you can go ahead, hit that button, share this to spread the word. Um, if you're with us in the chat room on nwgospel.com live, why don't you just jump into the window there, the chat, and uh, let us know that you're here, all right? And so I'm happy to be here with you guys. Thank you for being here. And, uh, and I'm excited to, uh, to have another week online with you guys. So after this, uh, we're gonna kick it over to Courtney and Matt. Uh, as they're doing some online um, late night, basically, with Instagram Live and Facebook Live. So check out the chat window uh, for some more instructions about that. So, are you guys ready? Here we go. Tonight, we're going to continue uh, our series called Made for Mission. And I get to share with you for a few moments one of my favorite stories in the whole Bible. All right? And so just to let you know, this is a story that's going to make us smile. All right? I think we're going to have a really good time with it and we're going to laugh. Um, I think it's also going to inspire us to some really good action with our series. But at the same time, I want to warn you, it's also going to challenge and confront some prejudices that we have. It's going to confront some mentalities that we have that can get in the way of being on mission. And so this story, one of my favorites, I call it The Party. And I'm excited to invite you guys to the party. So welcome. Are you guys ready? That's right, I hear you. All right, we're going to dive into Mark chapter 2, beginning in verse 13. Let's check it out. Jesus, it says he, he went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him. And he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. You see, in our first scene here, we'll pause there, where we find the main character, and his name is Levi. Now, we know that Levi, because he's sitting at a tax booth, he was a tax collector. All right, so here's my buddy Levi. He's a tax collector sitting at his booth, and you just need to know that tax collectors are not popular, okay? These are not well-liked dudes, and here's why, all right? First of all, they take taxes, so that already makes you unpopular. Ask your parents about that. Trust me. Okay, but not only did they take parents, they actually worked for Rome. Okay, and so Israel, they used to be their own nation, but now they're living under a pagan government, right? A painful reminder of their sad situation. 
And so these people would go and take taxes from their own people for the government. And so people saw them as sellouts. But not only were they sellouts, they were actually super crooked. Because they would not only demand enough for the government, they would take extra for their own pockets. You see what I'm saying? So they would take extra to get rich and nobody could touch them. There was nothing they could do about it because they worked for Rome. And so I want you to imagine what it would be like for one of these tax collectors to be walking through a crowd, right? People are not making any eye contact with them. And even if they are, they're just giving them dirty looks and they're glaring at them. They're taking a wide berth. And so this is just not a popular person in the crowd, right? Maybe there's people there who are a little bit more tough a little bit more confrontational, and they see the tax collectors and they go, woof, I wish I can catch them outside. How about that? You know what I'm saying? And so Levi, he actually finds himself in one of these one day, okay? It's not just any crowd. There's, there's like a special buzz to this get-together because there's a dude who has showed up and his name is Jesus. And so Jesus, he draws a crowd. There are hundreds of people coming together to see what everything is about. And Jesus, he's there, he's talking, he's teaching, and he looks and he spots this dude at the tax booth. And so everybody in the crowd, they're buzzing, they go, oh my God, hey, 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 look, Jesus is starting to walk toward Levi. And so Jesus, he starts walking over there. And they're like, oh my gosh, Jesus, he's about to have words with Levi. Oh man, get him, Jesus. And he stops in front of the tax booth. He looks at Levi and everybody again is just like, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? And what he says to Levi, they would never forget it. As a matter of fact, what he says to Levi, Levi will never forget it because he's about to change his life. He looks at Levi and he says to him, follow me. And here's our first point of the night, students. Jesus calls Levi to follow him. Jesus calls Levi to follow him. So we learned last week that Jesus is bringing together, he's building a family of followers, those who would come after him as disciples. But here's where Jesus confuses us, right? We look and we say, Levi? Like, if you are putting together a family of followers, of all the people to choose from, you're choosing him? I mean, look what the text says, students. It says all the crowd was coming to him. So we know Jesus had a ton of options. He could have called anyone. And there's no way you're telling me that there were not better, more qualified people in the crowd to choose from that night. And so we look at this choice here. We look at our first point and we cannot help but wonder, why is Jesus calling him? And here's where I have an answer for you. It's simple, yet profound. Why is Jesus calling him? Because he did. Because he is, because he does. That's the best reason. Why is Jesus calling him? Because he is. And so students, I'll flip that question back on you. Why is Jesus calling you? Because he is. You see, often we walk around and we feel like a Levi. And we know in our heart, I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. Sam, if you knew me, you would know that there's no way. If you knew what I did, you would know there's, it's impossible for me to respond to Jesus. There's no way he wants me. Like maybe if I clean up my life first, then I can respond to Jesus' call. But we're to look at Levi and we realize Jesus doesn't call you because of who you are. He calls you 
because of who he is. Jesus doesn't call you because of who you are. He calls you because of who he is. You see, there's a scripture verse in 1 Corinthians where Paul writes, starting in verse 26. He says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. He's basically saying not many of you are in the family of God because you were awesome. No, he didn't choose you because of that. Why did he choose you? Verse 29, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. You see, Jesus doesn't call you if you're awesome. He calls you exactly the way that you are so that no one could ever boast, so that no one could ever say, God chose me because I'm me. No, brother. No, sister. God chose you because he's him. And so you see, sometimes we make this more complicated than it needs to be. Jesus knows what he's doing. He knows you better than you're probably even comfortable with. Yet, you've heard the gospel. Yet, right now, you are hearing the call of Jesus to follow him. And you've heard it from your parents, maybe from a friend, a loved one. Maybe you've heard it from me or Courtney. But the point is, he has chosen to call you. And all you need to do is what Levi did. It says that Levi rose and followed him. See, Jesus, he calls Levi to follow him, and he's calling you. Respond to Jesus. Now, trust me, right? Levi, he starts off as a scumbag. Make no doubt about it. And by the end of this book, we're not even going to recognize him because there is a lifetime of transformation. His journey is just getting started. But students, those of you who feel like Levi, that's what you need to understand. Turning to follow Jesus is the starting line that begins a lifelong transformation. It's not something we do after we, we go ahead and transform ourselves. And so, friend, I'm calling you tonight, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. And so Levi, he hears the call to follow. He gets up and he follows him. And now, I want you guys to wash your hands, all right? Like right now, get the hand sanitizer out. Wash your hands. Tuck in a little napkin right here. Get your forks and your knives. Because then immediately, in the next scene, we're headed to a dinner party. So let's check it out. Verse 15. And as he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many who followed him. And so check this out. Jesus, immediately after calling Levi, he's immediately kicking it with Levi in his house. Now, I love this, right? He has Jesus over for dinner. That's awesome. And it says here that they are reclining at table. You see, in those days, you didn't eat dinner at a table with a nice straight back chair and your fork and your knife. No, no, no. You ate dinner by laying it out on the floor and then you plopped down and you were leaning over, reclining on your elbow with all your friends about you. And so me personally, I think we should go back to this. How about you? You want to do it? As soon as we're done with social distancing, how about you guys come over to my house and we're going to have a straight up recline party, okay? Maybe go to the gym and hit the recline bench. All right, never mind. That didn't land, all right? So anyway, Jesus, he's at Levi's house for dinner, but look who else is invited to the dinner party. Many tax collectors and sinners were reclining. Guys, this is a party. And so Levi has invited over his boys. 
After turning to follow Jesus, he calls his friends over, they have a dinner party, and no doubt about it, this is not the first time. Like, these are people that are probably normally, on the regular, reclining at Levi's house. But there's something different this time. Levi, he invites them over, and he goes, guys, party at my house, 7 o'clock, we're having dinner, but this time I want to introduce you to a special guest. This time, there's going to be a different guy there, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Guys, I want to pause here. Levi is doing something profound, and we cannot miss it. He is bringing his friends into his new world by inviting them to meet Jesus. He invites them, and they come. And so the result is, they're at the party, and they're sitting with Jesus. They're like, pass the hummus, and they're just doing all this. And then at some point, the the dinner, uh, you know, the conversation lulls. And Jesus clears his throat, and he begins to speak. And so here's Jesus, and there's Levi, and there's all of Levi's friends. And they're hearing Jesus talk about the call to follow. They're hearing Jesus explain how the kingdom of God is here, and how they should now turn to follow Jesus as king. He's telling these tax collectors that that God is forgiving people of their sins. He's wiping away their mistakes and that they could be made clean. He's telling them how God loves them and that if they simply humble themselves, he will respond to their humility with grace and acceptance. And you can hear a pin drop at that dinner party because these tax collectors... They're not, used to be, they're, they're not used to hearing about love and purity and acceptance. And so they hear Jesus' message, the gospel, and it cuts them to the heart. They want it. Furthermore, they believe him. The Bible says that this is faith. They have faith in Jesus. They want it. And look at what they do because of Jesus sharing at the dinner party. There were many who followed him. Students, these are tax collectors. These are the scumbags of society. And now we learn that there is a whole squad of tax collectors who have just joined Jesus' family. What? (laughs) Like, guys, how did we get there? And I think if we just look back a couple of verses, we'll remember exactly how we got there. It started with Jesus calling Levi to follow him. But now in this point, we realize that Jesus saves Levi to reach others. Students, think about this. God, in his sovereignty, saves Levi, and then he uses him to reach an entire community, an entire demographic that you would have never thought would be dealing with Jesus. He saves a tax collector. And then in the next verse, we see that he has saved a lot of tax collectors. Students, God saves you, and then he sends you. Each and every single one of you Christians, you are positioned in God's sovereignty in a specific circle of people so that you could reach that specific circle of people. Guys, as much as you wish, I'm never going to be on your swim team. I know. I know you want this on your swim team. I'm never going to be on your swim team. I'm never going to be on your homeschool skate gang, okay? Do an ollie for me, bro. I'm never going to be in your math class. I'm never going to be in key club. I'm never going to be in your homeroom or in the locker room. But you are. 
And so my question for you tonight is what circle of people has God placed you in? What's your team? Where's your community? Who are your people? What is your club? Where is your neighborhood? Students, think about it. What is your circle of influence in the sovereignty of God? And so I'm calling you tonight. I want you to identify the people who are already naturally at your table. Who are the people that are reclining at table on the regular with you? And then as you look around at those people, even right now as you picture the people who God has just brought you and brought into your life, I want you to realize that God has saved you and he has placed you there on purpose so that you can reach others. And so the question tonight, students, is who is at your table? Who is at your table? Who are the people that you're normally kicking it with? Who are the people, like I said, who are reclining at your table? Because God's called you to reach them. You see, I'll never forget um, a few years ago, uh, there was a kid who came to Citizens because he was invited, okay? And so he had heard Jesus' call. We're preaching. He hears Jesus' call to follow him, and he responded. I mean, like, legitimately, this kid was like, whoa, I didn't grow up in church. This is awesome. I want to follow Jesus. He goes public with his faith. He continues to come every Wednesday. He starts coming on Sundays. He has his Bible open, and he's growing. Let me tell you this. By the end of that year, his entire rugby team, basically his entire rugby team, was coming to church. They got baptized. They came with us to camp. Students, that's a revival. Because that one student realized that God wanted him to share his story. God wanted him to spread the news of his Savior to those who were already sitting at his table. These are not fairy tales. This happens. It happens with Levi. It happens with our rugby team. It can happen with your circle of influence because God saves people to reach others. And so who's at your table? Who's at your table? It doesn't have to be complicated. Simply look for an opportunity to introduce them to Jesus, just like Levi did. Look for chances to show and tell them who Jesus is. Students, you don't need to be a preacher. You don't need to be a scholar. You don't have to be the oldest or the smartest. You don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes you just got to go straight Levi on them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to throw, throw a party where Jesus will be present in the form of his followers. You see, that's why I love camp. Students, if you've never come with us to camp, <laughs> how do I even explain this to you? But those of you who have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Just like in Tucker's video from earlier. When we go to camp, it is a full-blown Jesus party where we are having fun and we are having a blast while listening to Jesus speak to us. Just like those tax collectors sitting around a table, you can hear a pin drop because Jesus was talking. You see, students, sometimes you just got to look around. You got to be like, dude, come and see. Come and meet the one whom I now follow with everything I am. Because Jesus saves Levi. Jesus saves you to reach others. And so now as we look at the end of our story, you got to understand that not everybody was a fan of what was happening. You see, in our last two verses, we're going to see that there are some self-righteous people where they see Jesus, they see Levi, and they're kicking it with all these tax collectors, and they're posting on their stories things like, man, some people out here be hanging out with sinners. Oh, well, you know. There's people who are, who are dropping into Jesus' DMs like, bro, are you crazy? Do you know who these, those people are? You're hanging out with them? 
And so let's see it at the ending here, how Jesus responds to those people. Verse 16, And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? I mean, like, let's just, like, read into the, the lines here, right? Why is he reading with the, eating with them? Yuck, right? This is, they're dripping with disdain, okay? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Students, here we go. We know that Jesus calls Levi to follow him. We know that Jesus saves Levi to reach others. And third and finally, we see that Jesus uses Levi to teach you. You see, we have these verses in our Bible so that we can know a very important lesson. Jesus never writes anyone off. Like, think about it. Being in middle school, being in high school, don't we write people off sometimes? Right? Like, don't we look at her and we go, man, that girl will never be a Jesus follower. That kid, <laughs> dude, that kid would never come to church. She doesn't belong anywhere near church. That kid, what? And Jesus, he hears those thoughts in her heart. He sees those thoughts in her head. And he's screaming at us through the story. He's like, um, you mean like Levi? And we go, oh yeah. You see, Jesus is super clear. Those are the exact kind of people that he came to reach. Jesus doesn't come for those who think that they're already righteous. Jesus didn't come for those who think that they're already put together and doing okay without him. He came for those of you who know that you're sinners. He came for those of us who know how messed up we are and we don't even pretend otherwise. And so like when we, when we have that thought, Jesus gives us a metaphor here. He goes, imagine going to a physician. Imagine going to a doctor. And you and I, we walk in and we go, hey, doc, what's up? And then we go, doc, like, why do you have all these sick people here? Like, oh, like, doc, come on. Why are you only hanging out with these, these messed up people? They have viruses and bacterium and come on. Like, you should get some healthy people in here to really lighten up your day, you know? And the doctor just looks at them and they're like, dot, dot, dot. Um, because I'm a doctor? Like, that's what doctors do. They came, they come for sick people. And that's what Jesus does. He's come for sick people, like you and me. He's come for those of us who know that we don't have it all together, and we never will apart from the grace of God. Now, I'll never forget, we had a student years ago. Um, he, he, came and he, he came, and then a year later, he ended up standing in front of citizens, and he shared his story. And so let's just call him Josh, right? Where Josh, he was hanging out with his friends one night and, um, and he thought that they were driving him home, okay? He, they thought, he thought they were driving him home and they said, oh, real quick, we have to stop at my church for youth group. And he was like, what? Youth group? You see, Josh was an atheist. And so he's big mad, right? And he's in there and he's sitting and he just can't believe that they tricked him into coming to youth group. But you know what? He liked it. And so the next week, Josh comes back. The week after that, he comes back again. And before you know it, Josh, he hears the gospel, he believes in Jesus, and he responds, and he becomes a follower of Jesus. A few months later, he gets baptized in front of our whole church. He goes public with his faith. And so you see, a year later, he stands up in front of the whole room, 
and he says, I'll never forget when I first walked in. And he goes, I know what every student from Union was thinking when they saw me. They were like, what is that kid doing here? And everybody laughed because it was true. That's exactly what they were thinking. But here's the answer. In our heart, we say, what is that guy doing here? And the answer is, that's exactly the kind of guy who should be here. That's exactly the kind of girl that should be here. And so Jesus is using this story to confront our tendencies and to teach us, never write off anyone. Go and give the invitation to all. Tell the whole world, come and see. Come and meet my Savior. Come and meet my Lord. And when we invite them, we can step back and we let Jesus do the rest. And so students, I ask you one last time, who's at your table? Who's at your table? We saw who was at Levi's table, and we saw what he did. And so as we end here, I want us to go through our points one more time. But this time, let's replace Levi's name with your name. Right? We saw that today, Jesus calls Levi to follow him, but he also calls Micah to follow him. Jesus also calls Ian to follow him. He also calls Caleb to follow him. Students, follow Jesus. Hear his call. Turn in humility and follow him. Number two, we see that Jesus saves Levi to reach others. But do you know that Jesus saves Olivia to reach others? Jesus saves Mia to reach others? He's saving Lily to reach others? Guys, this is where we realize, yes, we're following him, but we are also made for mission. We are placed at a specific table to bring the hope of the gospel to others. And then finally, we saw that Jesus uses Levi to teach you, but he also uses Katrina to teach you. He's also using, using Brooke to teach you. He's also using Cassie to teach you, right? We, we, have to, we have to learn, never write anyone off. Never count someone out from hearing the gospel because those who we think are farthest from God, those are the ones to, to save. And so student, go and tell the world and as you do, as you show no prejudice, as you show no partiality, you will be teaching and reminding all of those around you that Jesus never writes anyone off. And so I ask you one more time, students, who's at your table? Who's at your table? I'm going to invite you tonight and even specifically in the next few moments to really think about that question and engage. Because we know, as we've been talking about for the last several weeks, that we all are made for mission. I love you guys. Let's have fun.